Yeah, I gotta remember to start getting some of these. I'm a black sheep. Well, yeah, I was I just gonna get. To it. I was just gonna get Amanda to do one. But yeah. Yeah, like we, I just cut it up and stuff. So yeah, whenever you're ready. I'm Amanda, and I'm a black sheep because I'm the only one that can cut an onion properly. <laughs> In the world. In the world. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. All right, so you know it's a podcast uh, from uh, the dining room of one of the hosts when now he's going to stop. Doug the dog is in the background chewing on a squeaky toy. Oh, there it is. Dougie. That's that's not something dirty going on in the background. That's Doug and his squeak toy. Uh, this is Black Sheep Radio. I'm Ben McVie. Chris Brown, how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. You doing good? Not as good as Doug. Yeah, exactly. He's right. a, he's he's enjoying his he's enjoying his Wednesday. Oh boy, he's really giving it. Oh yeah, he loves it. Uh, don't worry, he'll tire out. It's okay. Yeah. Uh okay, so uh I would say on a daily basis when people show up to work in Hamilton. The first thing that most of us talk about work anywhere else, the gas station at Tim Hortons, whatever, uh, probably the weather is number one on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But this morning, I defy you to tell me that the number one subject wasn't traffic. (laughs) Sorry, I had to sneeze. It was a it was a rough go. It was a rough ride this morning. The the, the Red Hill. Northbound is closed for resurfacing and repaving until I think the like the end of July. They're saying, yeah, like I, I, I actually saw online that they put up a website. I don't have the URL right. specifically, but they have a website kind of detailing what their their construction plans are for the for the summer. It's going to be a little nutty. Thing is, though, I mean, if you tally up, okay, if you tally up Grimsby, Stony Creek, Hamilton, Burlington, there's about three quarters of a million people who live here. It's a lot of drivers. Mm. There are tens of thousands of people who just leave Hamilton on a daily basis to go to the Oakvilles, Mississaugas, and Torontos. So you shut down one of those major arteries. It's, I don't know, it's just something you got to live with. What's what's really what's really frustrating uh, that I've noticed just about living in Hamilton and commuting outside of Hamilton is that there's not really many alternatives to driving. Like, like you can take the GO train if you want, um, but it's very limited service. You can only take it like once or twice in the morning and once right. or twice in the, at night. You, it's still pretty limited. Yeah, it's really limited, and there's not a whole lot of parking at that like downtown Hamilton location. So yeah. like you have to you'd have to take the train. It's a real nightmare. So everyone's kind of forced to drive in and out of the city. So then when something like this Red Hill bullshit happens, which is, I mean, we talked about how it needed to be done, but even still, like something like it just completely shuts down the city. It's crazy. And can we get just real quick? I don't think this is going off topic, but I have this idea for a way to get people out of their cars and onto buses and trains. Here's my idea. Why not credit people who take their 40 minute train ride in? Okay. And their 40 minute train ride home and subtract it from the eight hours that they spend in the workplace. Yeah, the, the, the commute time really should be considered as part of your job. As part of your workday. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if I can sit, because God knows distracted driving's a no-no, if I can sit on my laptop and bang out emails or commercials or memos or whatever, it, whatever you do for a living, if, you, if it's laptop involved, if it's not making widgets, right? Mm-hmm. And and you just need a computer to do it. Why not credit that time sitting on the train? So if I have a 45-minute train ride 
times two, an eight-hour workday. That means I only have to spend six and a half hours in the office. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, a lot of people would say, sign me up. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Weekly three time? Weekly, yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, did your parents pressure you a little bit or suggest that you might want to start focusing on what you wanted to do when you became a grown-up at some point in your school career? Uh, never. No. I don't not ever once. I don't ever remember that ever happening. Seriously, not once. Yeah, no. If anything, like they kind of they kind of catered to my whatever my interests were at the time, you know, like I, cause I, I kind of flip flopped a little bit on like what I was interested in. And I think most people do that in childhood or otherwise, like people kind of have like their, their interests of the month or whatever. Doug's back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doug, Doug, you know, he clearly has his interest, which is chewing on toys. But for me, like I kind of hopped around. So like I, I was in hockey. So at one point I, I was determined to be like the first five foot six goaltender in the NHL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> that didn't pan out, which I mean, to everybody's surprise, but then it was like, could have been the music. next Alan Bester dude. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't ever remember getting pressured to, to do anything. I mean, I was always kind of, all right, that's enough. It won't last long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me get right to the, the meat of things. Sure. Yeah. A study of 2000 parents of school age children found uh, uh well first of all what when do you think their children according to them they should be starting to think about their future career path like at what age like according to the parents according to these 2000 parents what's the average age when they were asked when do you think your kids should really start thinking about their future career path what was the average age you think they came up with? Two thousand so, parents. So from from my experience, there was a lot of pressure going heading into high school. So I would say, I would say, fourteen or fifteen, probably fifteen. Five and a half. What? Five and a half. That's ex- that's ridiculous. Grade one. Five and a half years old. I got to take that. That's thing okay. Away soon. I'll, 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 um, unpack this five and a half years old. When I, when I was five and a half, I wasn't thinking about career prospects. That's for sure. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I was thinking about where can I, um, <laughs> where can I smear this booger so yeah. that nobody can find it? Right. That's what I was concerned about. Yeah. Where are there non-crusty intersections <laughs> of my desk where I can put this thing? <laughs> Or my bubble gum or whatever, right? <laughs> exactly. This astounds me. I find this shocking. And especially, I mean, this surprises me in two ways. One, five and a half is just a ludicrous number. But two, it seems to me that parenting has gotten a lot more liberal and let the kids grow up. Mm-hmm. There are more people living in their 20s in their parents' basements than there ever have been before. You know, it, and and not to sound old and crusty or anything, but I think back to my grandfather's generation. He grew up in like, what, the 1920s, and he was out working and off to war by the time he was 18. That doesn't happen anymore. No. Right? Not so the, the, the fact that this study finds that people think that five and a half Five and a half is when they should, uh, when their kids should start thinking uh, about what they're going to do with their lives. More than half, 56%, even have a specific career in mind for their children already. How can, how can a child even 
comprehend the significance of choosing a career path at five and a half. And here's what parents find that their kids should be learning. Written and oral communication, 60%. Tech computer literacy, 58%. Math, 57%. Mm. Those were the top three. Yeah. All of those things are designed, well, written and oral communication, maybe depending on the context. Tech computer literacy, math, some kids, this kid, Never made for that. Yeah. Never, ever made for that. And like, yeah. So, okay. Um, two, well, one question. So were, did you, were your parents really active in trying to pursue, you know, my, okay. My mom, I, I, I'll say this much. My mom put a, a great deal of, of, of pressure on me to, to do well in school. Sure. And it, you know, that, that, that had its good and bad effects, uh, I don't want to talk about that too much, but yes, I I grew up in a home where there was a great deal of pressure to succeed in school. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to take Doug away. Sure. Okay. 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 You keep talking. I will. Yeah. So come up with. Yeah, for sure. So, um, he's at the squeak toy like nuts. I thought this would be cute for a bit, but man, oh man. I feel like the issue with Doug is that you guys didn't establish his career path early enough in we his life. We should have, yes. We sh- we should have established a career path that didn't involve <laughs> squeaky toys. But no, this 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 does kind of fascinate me. And the, and the fact that yeah. not only are people saying at such a young age that their, their kids should have an idea of what they want to do. Five and a half. Well, I just. Five and a half. At five and a half. You're a, a year and a half, two years, maybe two and a half out of a diaper. Like I, I think, I think with with careers, mm. it follows talent and interest. And I, I don't know that you could determine what your kid's interest is going to be at five and a half, or talent is going to be at five and a half. Your like, kid can't determine that. Nobody can determine that. I'm here to tell you right now, at five and a half, your mind is still soft plastic yeah, and extremely moldable, and yeah. that's a good thing. It should be. I think, yeah, like I, I think, I think the, the, sure, there are probably a lot of people that got, you know, pushed into an industry by their parents and discovered that they loved it, but there's probably a lot more of those people that just kind of resented their parents for the life that they made them live. You know, yeah. like, like there's a lot of that. that that's most of the, most of the, the, the issues that I remember growing up, but not with me personally, but with like friends of mine that had a really kind of tough relationship with their parents was because their parents were forcing them to live a life that they had no interest in living. And, and it's, what does that serve? Like, like mm. what for money? Is that like, is that what? Well, yeah. And you know, and that's, that's an interesting thing that you just brought up because I've just been thinking in the back of my mind as we're talking this through that people who probably think their kids should have an idea of, you know, what they want to do with their life when they grow up at five and a half. How did you grow up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just not, it's just, yeah, it's not realistic. Like it is not, it is not. And I I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. That is just not a realistic thing. And I, 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 anybody who's listening to Black Sheep Radio right now, if you think otherwise, that you have a five and a half year old or you have had a five and a half year old and you thought at that time in their life that they should have an idea of what they want to do when they grow up, I'd love to hear your side of the story. I'm not going to be insulting or anything. I just, it's something I can't fathom. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, I would love to hear what, like, maybe there's some like, like behavioral psychological study that says like you can instill certain things. I think there's certain things that you can do at a five and a half year old is like instill like a, a sense of like duty and responsibility. Of course. But like yeah. to, to direct that to a particular, you know, right. like say this person's going to be a doctor at five and a half. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, that's just, it doesn't, 
Uh, yeah, it, it focus more on 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 what kind of person habits the kids are going to be. Yeah, are they going to be decent? Are they going to be respectful and all that sort of stuff? But not. Yeah, you you should want to be a doctor at age five and a half for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Um, item two on the weekly three. Item two on the weekly three. So so you you actually pulled up like a, a statistic um, about people are are generally they don't get any satisfaction or happiness out of owning lots of possessions and in fact that they what they found that they're they're actually more satisfied with owning less things is that what it was not to be overly survey happy on the weekly three but that's just the way it's going this week it 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 mixes up and and we change things every week it's just whatever sort of strikes our fancy Uh, here's a survey of over ten thousand five hundred people uh numbers are showing that 50 percent would live happily without most of their possessions and two thirds of those people said they make it a point to get rid of stuff at least once a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's accurate for me. I mean, I, I like, well, for, for one, I don't, I, I mean, I just, I just have, I just have a one bedroom apartment, so I don't have that much room to have a lot of stuff, but I just don't have much of a desire to have a lot of stuff. And if anything, like I like unloading things that, that I have lying around. Like it's, it feel like it's very freeing to me, mm-hmm. you know, like I feel like, no, like I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm shedding responsibility and, and a weight off my shoulders when I get rid of stuff that I have no, no use for or whatever. Like, I, I mean, on the weekend I went to Value Village or whatever and dumped off a whole ton of stuff, mm-hmm. clothes, mm-hmm. old DVDs, like DVDs that I've owned for 10 years that are still in the wrap. I like getting rid of stuff just to see the space that that once that stuff's gone, that space is there. Yeah. So you you like to dump stuff. However, yeah. I will say that I have fallen into that consumerism trap. Once that space is there, it's full again yeah. a year later. Right. Yeah. It's just about accumulating possessions. Now, my 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 wife and I are very different in this way. I'm of this sort of philosophy. OK, if it's lying around for more than you know, two or three months and it hasn't been used, give it away mm-hmm. or throw it away. Do you have like an example of something that you decided to get rid of? I mean, that's kind of putting you on the spot. Um, okay. Yeah, that's okay. I can, I, I'm going to take this to a, a different level. Sure. Amanda's a bit of a pack rat. Okay. And she's just down the hall. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I'll, I'll watch your six. Okay, hang on. Here, actually, uh, let's turn the mics this way. I just want to get your reaction. Come on over this way. Okay. Okay, so we're in the McVee dining room. Okay, do you want me to take one of these mics with us? Um, How far are we going? Uh, well, get, if you can get it far enough just to, sure. to hear your reaction. Okay, okay. I'll bring it. I'm probably going to catch crap for this. It's okay. So we're doing a little road trip here. I'm yeah. trying to get the mic so that I don't... By the way, my spare room's a mess. Drop over the decanter. Okay, this is just going to sit here. One drawer of cables... Sorry, we're pointing out your cord collection. Now, I, I, I will speak. We've been found out. Okay. So I'll, I'll speak in Amanda's defense that th- that is one of many drawers of, of cords, right? I'm just going downstairs to get my new bag of you, what? you have a new bag of cords? Are you serious? Are you serious? There's a new bag of cords? Chris, we, we have cords. I swear to God, if you need a jump start for your 1947 Edsel, we have battery booster cables for said for said car. I don't know what that is. It, it's, I, it's, I trust you. She, yeah, Amanda is a, a collector of things. Cool. She, I, I wouldn't say to the point of hoarder. 
but I am. We're polar opposites in this way. Yeah, they're like, definitely not horror. I mean, you guys like the, like no, that, no place. You know, I mean, place your, is neat and tidy. Your place is neat and tidy for right, sure. Like we're that's, limited yeah. on storage space being in an apartment. In the storage space, right? That's that's good. There would be a lot more storage space if there were a few <laughs> fucking cards in the house. But I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, and she's going down to get her latest. Collection. She's got a big bag of cords to bring yes. in too. I am of the opinion, uh, just get rid of it. And I don't know that this particular study speaks to, you know, keeping things around in case you need them one day. I think this is all about the accumulation of new things, mm. about consumerism, about needing the next best thing. Yeah. Right. And I don't necessarily roll that way. So I'm, 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 I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist because like there are people out there that call themselves minimalists and they're yeah. like way, they have way less stuff than I do. So I don't know if I qualify for that. Cause I definitely have stuff that I don't need, I guess. But like, is there something that like in particular that you like to hold on to that you just, you know, t-shirts, uh, I got a lot of t-shirts, okay. but a lot of these t-shirts I, <laughs> I look at them and I'm like, I remember wearing them to such and such a place and mm-hmm. I like to hang on to them. Yeah. I have way too many t-shirts. That's a dude thing. I'm, I'm, I'm down with the t-shirts. I, I've got t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like books is like a big one. Like I, sure. I like to have like, like books. Like that's one thing that we I'll have hold a pretty on to. healthy collection oh, yeah. here. Oh yeah, for sure. And records, same thing. It's cool. And, and that's all good. Yeah. But yeah, the, the need to acquire more and more and more can be a little overwhelming. Well, and, it's just like the thing is, is when you, so, so when you buy stuff, um, you don't just buy it and in, in, to acquire it. You actually kind of take on the responsibility of care for that item as well. So like psychologically, yeah. w- when you, when you have a lot of stuff, like you may think that like it brings you fulfillment or whatever, but it actually kind of clutters. It doesn't just clutter your space, but it actually clutters, you know, your, 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 your attention span in some kinds li- of, in tiny way. You I've know? got all kinds of stuff that I look at and go, why in the fuck did I buy that? Mm. I didn't need it. Yeah. I just, it was an impulse buy. I wanted it right then and there and felt like it was going to make me happier. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm not surprised to find that more than half of people say, you know, get rid of stuff. Less, you, less stuff would make me happier. I feel that. Uh, let us know what you think. Would less stuff in your life make you happier? It's Black Sheep Radio on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, radio underscore sheep. All right. Uh, you want to get on to item number three? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, so do you frequent, there's, Hamilton is, has earned quite a, a, a really, um, a really strong culinary reputation uh, in, in, in Ontario. Are, are you like a restaurant guy? Like, do you like to go out and I, try new places? Am I ever? Oh, and cool. I, I will say this, like I know I've, I've lived in St. Catharines, Niagara, Kitchener, Waterloo, Toronto, Burlington, Hamilton, mostly Golden Horseshoe. I will say per capita, there are better restaurants per capita in Hamilton than any of those other places. Oh, Without a doubt. There are so many good places to eat. It, that That is maybe something I should stop accumulating is mm. a list of places like, oh, I heard that's really good. I got to go out and try that. It gets a little pricey. And it's constantly shifting and changing. Mm. Like, so two years ago, for example, like I couldn't find a ramen, a ramen restaurant in Hamilton for the life of me. But now we have like one of the best ones in, in the country. Which one is it? Do you remember? Uh, Kenzo is, is out of control. Where is it? That's on King. 
Okay. Yeah, it's 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 out of control. My I, daughter's I, a ramen fanatic. She's so got to go to Kenzo. I'm gonna have to point it out to her. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. It's um, and if you like spicy food, they have this thing called like the seven. I think it's like this. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but they it comes in it comes in spicy um, stages. So so you can order four levels of spicy. Yeah, and the and the <laughs> they have four levels of of spiciness at this Kenzo restaurant, and the and the, the base level one smokes me out every time. I can't I can't even I haven't the even reached base the second level? one. The first one, yeah, it's crazy. Oh man, it's out of control. Yeah, but any yeah. So marking that down on my list of places you to de- try. Definitely. Um, so yeah, there's lots of restaurants. Okay. Um, so you're out eating. Yeah, you'll probably have no problem guessing this. I imagine anybody listening to Black Sheep Radio is going to have the answer just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number one thing that annoys you when you're out having a meal in public, waiting a really long time to get your food. Mm. Okay. Like, so in Hamilton, I, I, we were, we were discussing this a little off air. Um, but, uh, in Hamilton specifically, I find we have a really hard time, like a lot of restaurants, especially if you go in like Saturdays, Fridays, Saturdays, a lot of these places don't even take reservations. Okay. Um, which is insanely sort of frustrating. First, first come first serve. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes like they'll take reservations and you're still waiting an hour. Like it's, it's crazy, but, uh, um, hopefully this is, this is actually my long game play is that black sheep radio takes off so that like I can just walk into a restaurant and not have to wait for a, for a table. for five, five minutes. You said long, yeah. long. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe by the point I'm, I'm going for the, the, the early bird special. Sure. Maybe by that point. Uh, just make sure that there's, uh, it's wheelchair accessible because I'll be in one by that time. For sure. All right. Yeah. Um, um let me, let me give you a hint as, as to, uh, again, this isn't a survey, but this is a lot of, just a lot of people that I've talked to and a lot of people I've asked uh, over time. Let me give you a hint. Oh, like, like kids? You're in a booth. Oh, kicking the booth. Is that kid kicking the booth behind you or jumping up? Bratty kids is seems to be the most common answer in mm. terms of just sitting and, and, and having your dining experience. Oh, yeah. Good food, bad food, good service, bad service. It could be the best food and the best service and everything's on time and you got your reservation and your table and you're not feeling rushed and everything is going well, but somebody has brought their bratty kids. Yeah, I think that certain, like, I think certain restaurants shouldn't allow kids. Really? Like, like, well, think about it. Like, if, like if I'm going out, I don't have kids mm-hmm. and I'm going out to an expensive, like Italian restaurant and there's kids sitting beside me, it's going to ruin the entire experience. Would you pay extra? I'm going to ask you this because I, I, I've, I've said this before. Would you pay extra? Okay. If, if you felt like going out for a night for a guaranteed peaceful meal, mm-hmm. and by the way, there are other things that don't care or don't, don't, don't. Uh, 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 guarantee uh, a peaceful meal. We'll mm-hmm. get to those in a few minutes. But given that kids are the number one thing, would you pay extra to go to a restaurant that guaranteed there were no kids? Would you pay extra for a flight that guaranteed there were no four or five-year-old kids? Um, I'm pretty cheap, so probably not. Okay. In theory, like I like, I would like to have something like the option. I don't know that I would. I would probably like. I feel like I would appreciate the option, and then end up just going on the kid one. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I and I don't hate kids or anything. I just me neither. You know, I've got three of them. I love my kids. Yeah, They're not great. even close. I and, love kids, and I understand that my kids in the past have been a bit of a pain in the arse. Yeah, of course. Uh, Sometimes, <laughs> not just for me, but. 
you know, there, there, there are play, times when you're out uh, at a restaurant where the, the, the parents are just, yeah, whatever. They're being kids and they let them, you know, run around and scream and throw shit. Mm-hmm. It, 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 sorry, that's, that's cutting into my time. I'm spending the same price on this stuff on the menu that you are. Yeah. I don't want to listen to you. They're not my kids. Yeah. In fact, I have often said I love kids, but I like the ones that aren't mine less. <laughs> I mean it, but that's but that's fair. I just don't. Yeah, that's completely fair. I just uh, you know you you can tolerate stuff from your kids that you can't tolerate from other people's kids. Mm. That's for sure. Uh, also, uh, some of the responses that have come into this question. Uh, are people who are a little overly enthusiastic on their phones. Yeah, well. People on the phone who aren't aware of their own personal volume level who are talking on the phone, and it's like, Jesus Christ, could you talk to the person on the other end of the phone? I'm eight feet away. Yeah. Why not stick your head out the front door and hold the conversation? Yeah, you you, you can even extend that to, like, the 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 Instagram fucking photographers that just spend the whole time, the whole 15, first 15 oh, minutes of the meal standing on, standing on their chair, trying to get the perfect angle on their <laughs> pasta primavera. <laughs> that one gets to me too. It's crazy. In fact, there are people that I'll go out eating with who have insisted, like before we get down to you know, having the meal, okay, let's cut the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not find out how good the food is. It's shown up and all of a sudden, yeah, we're we're Annie Leibovitz, and we're taking <laughs> fucking Rolling Stone pictures of of pasta primavera. Yeah, so, like I'll take so sometimes like I'll take a picture. I don't post them anymore, right? But uh, sometimes I'll just take like a quick one and then put it away, and then I'll be done with it. But like people spend like a ridiculous amount of time doing it to the point where your food's cold by the time you're eating it. What's the point? Here's another. Here's one that comes out to me that uh, it does not bother me. It doesn't bother me, and it bothers a lot of people. And I don't know if this bothers you. People who overindulge in PDA public displays of affection that overly cuddly kissy smoochy yeah out on their second date completely falling in love couple who are all over each other does it bother you i can't say that it bothers me because i'm kind of like that like me and my girlfriend <laughs> are kind of like that yeah like in like a weird like i don't know i i, I it's, it's we're needy bitches i don't know what to tell you mm. but um yeah no it doesn't really bother like i mean it depends i guess there's a line like fuck it's not high school you know what i mean like you're not in the back seat of your of your uh, minivan, you know, like, like getting all up in each other. Like if you're out in public, like, like holding hands or whatever. Mine's PDA, but over PDAers do not bother me. Like, I mean, you know, if you're, you're groping and doing all that stuff, knock yourself out. Yeah. Doesn't bother me, but I understand it bothers some people. Like, I don't really care. Like I wouldn't be, it wouldn't, I'm, I'm pretty good at kind of zeroing in on just my own personal experience Mm -hmm. and kind of not like filtering out other people. Um, but like it, the, the, the things that would really kind of break me from my enjoyment of like eating out would be like, if I maybe like overheard somebody like shit talking a server or like abusing one of the wait staff or like being a, like a real, like loud drunk asshole and like, like stuff like that would like really get me. Speaking of overhearing, I am guilty of this one. And this is a common dislike of people who are dining out, and that's eavesdroppers who actually join your conversation. That, yeah. You like, you do that? I do it. Wow. Excuse me, I couldn't help hearing. Hmm. But. I don't know if that's a, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see that as a bad thing, though. I find that just friendly. 
Yeah, I don't have any, like, I mean, you... Really? Because usually people are whatever. Sometimes, yeah, I I wouldn't be, like, if somebody said that to me, like, if I was out on a date with my girlfriend and somebody said something funny to, like, add to our conversation, I would just laugh. Like, I'd be like, oh, that's a friendly dude. Like, that's cool. You know, like, like, I don't know. It's fine. I love that, actually. Like, I do that sometimes. Like, if I'm, like, out by myself, I get kind of chatty sometimes and just shoot the shit with people. That's great. Dirty silverware and glasses is the end of uh, the end of the list. <laughs> yeah, that's that's unforgivable. It is. Yeah, that's stupid. There's, there's like one. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because we've agreed on most everything. So it's nice to have one that we don't disagree. Sure. That, that we don't agree on. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. If well, I, it's not. It's not. I'm not going to use said piece of silverware or said glass. But I have seen people who have absolutely freaked their friggin' minds out. Yeah, no, over a dirty fork or a yeah. smudge on my glass or whatever. Yeah. Lipstick, maybe. maybe yeah. But so long as you're going to go get me a clean, whatever utensil or whatever dish, and replace what was in said dish or said glass. Yeah. It yeah, happens. Like, like, Shit happens. I don't, Come on, peeps. I won't freak out, but it's definitely annoying. Like, I don't really freak out at much. But like the the Dude, you were one of the most chilled people I know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you were overly subdued. Cool. I want to know where you get your weed. Uh, um, <laughs> actually, I, I got this. Uh, this guy named Doug Ford hooks me up. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he, del- <laughs> he delivers right it right to my house. Cool, it's amazing. cool. Right on. Um, but yeah, no. Like if I get like a cloudy glass or something, a cloudy like um like a I'm not a germaphobe or anything. But if I were to get like like I don't care. Like if I'm at a friend's house. Or or something and they give me that I don't care but if I'm at a restaurant and I get a glass that's got like fingers all over it and it clearly looks like it hasn't been cleaned I just don't like having to I guess I get an I don't get annoyed by the glass or disgusted by the glass I get annoyed that I have to have the conversation with the server and be like excuse me this glass isn't clean like I hate doing that well you feel uncomfortable with it. I hate it see I don't feel uncomfortable yeah. with that I say my glass is dirty but without Pulling the big freak out. So maybe that's why it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, is you, you just don't feel comfortable complaining. Yeah, it's like, why are you putting me in a position to do have to do this Do you feel generally, you feel uncomfortable complaining about anything? Um, No, not really. I bet you about everything. I do. Yeah. I'll bet you, I'll, yeah, I'll <laughs> bet you about anything. No, and, and not in a rude way. I believe, yeah. But if it's not, if it's not to my standards, I have no problem bitching about anything. D- not in a rude way. Not, yeah. not aggressively, but to just say, hey, not good enough. So then I, then I guess I do have a problem bitching about stuff. Huh. Yeah. Just because I don't. Like, I just don't really care most of the time. Like, it's very... Di- like, if I get... Like, say, for example, if, like, they give me cold food... Okay. I'll, I'll just be like... I'll just eat it. And then I'll go home and be like, that place is shit. And then I'll just never go again. Like, I would rather... Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure. going to be like, oh, I'm paying... Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm paying for this and, like, heat this up and whatever. Because it's just like, it's not for me. Right. I get... It's just not worth the emotional energy. Like, I'll just be like, all right, I'll just never go to that place yeah, again. See, I, I don't understand that because yeah. <laughs> I have been out for, for example, getting back to the restaurant thing or anything where the, the, the service is not sufficient or the product is not sufficient or whatever. Um... I I have been out for, I'll stick with the meals. I've been out where people get, there's a hair in their food Mm. or there's lipstick on their glass or that fork is, Jesus Christ, did it get dragged through the mud (laughs) in the parking lot on the way to the table? What the (laughs) hell happened to this thing? Where as opposed to complaining, 
they'll just go ahead and eat the meal with the hair in it yeah. or drink from the other side of the glass where the lipstick isn't as opposed to complaining because they feel so uncomfortable doing so. Yeah. Like I'll do that's, that's me. Not all the time. Right. So like if there's a lipstick on my glass, I'd be like, come on guys. Like what, how does this make it out to the floor? Like, what are you like? What's going on here? Right. Like, Hey, excuse me. I'd be like, there's lipstick on my glass. Do you see that? Okay. Thank you. Let us know what you think in the comments yeah. below on our, our Facebook post. Again, Chris always handles the uh, Twitter and the Instagram because I've never written it down and I always fucking No, it's it. fine. Radio underscore sheep. Okay. Uh, that's our weekly three. We uh, That's our weekly three. We've discussed uh, br uh, briefly and often on the show Game of Thrones, which mm. wrapped up this past uh, weekend. Final thoughts on the whole thing. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'd said it on the podcast because we kind of we, we kind of took a break from talking about it. Great. Yeah. Um, Re refill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know if we 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 took a if I had established oh, kind shit, of shit. I got a dirty glass. Are you going to complain? <laughs> no, no, that's that's not fair. Yeah, I just realized. No, that. no, that's I, a cloudy a, glass it's, right it's, there. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> that's going back to the bartender. It's at a it's at a restaurant. <laughs> but, but yeah, that would be that, yeah. Sorry, um, I didn't no, mean to interrupt. Okay. Go ahead. So like uh, with Game of Thrones, I really wasn't happy with a lot of the series, and it's not. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just series like, or the season. No, the season. I yep. yeah, and and, and I. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like it completely ruined my enjoyment of the show because it didn't. Um, I just didn't like the pacing of it. And, and I thought they kind of glossed over a lot of really important stuff and they, they didn't spend enough time on certain stuff. But having said that, I really did enjoy the finale and, and I thought they did a good job. Um, there's 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 no winning. There's no winning over the critics. No. Uh, it's it's impossible. Um, well, especially with social media. Yeah, so, one point four million people signed a petition to have the whole goddamn thing rewritten and redone. Yeah, and so so many billions of dollars and hours went into making that season, which, for the record, I didn't care for. Yeah, uh, I thought it finished weekly. Yeah, so 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 all all that that uh, what did you say? One point four million yep. people. So all that tells me is that there's one point four um, million people in the world that have no lives that need something better to do. Yeah, to you one four point one point four million people. There's still famine and war and cancer. Like how go go, how, go do something about that. How important do you think you are? <laughs> right. Right. Like like how important do you think you are that like you think that your digital click and your ridiculously your ridiculous comment about somebody's artistic pursuit is gonna make any significant difference in the world in any way. Jason Alexander George Costanza of Seinfeld, which was another finale that just got beaten the hell out of. Yeah. Seinfeld's finale did not go well yeah. over with fans at all and it was a show that much like game of thrones grew year after year in popularity uh his quote uh from a tweet dear hashtag got company i know a little something about finalities and disappointed <laughs> fans my advice live in joy that you're part of something that moves people so you were all mm. magnificent my family and i loved it all thanks Brilliant. nice classy move yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject quickly, I guess we get to some housekeeping now. Sure. Uh, we're m moving sort of in a, a TV direction. There is a petition calling for Danny DeVito to play Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <It's> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there is a petition that is out there I'll sign that one all I'll day I'll put the link up on our Facebook Please. page There is a link out there People are signing a petition to have Danny DeVito play Wolverine Yes Alright, uh, more TV stuff Are you much of a nostalgic guy? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I spent all of high school listening to, to music from the 60s and 70s. So Okay, it's May 20, what is it, 2nd today? Yeah, 22nd, On this yeah. day in 1967, the very first ever Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood episode debuted on PBS, and the very final uh, episode of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson wow. happened on this day in 1992. Both giants. Thoughts? Um, man, well, Johnny Carson, uh, it's really interesting. Um, I don't... I don't have much of a connection to Johnny Carson outside of like my parents, like my, like my, my mom and my, my whole extended family, like from that generation were obsessed with him. Obviously every, yeah, I mean, everyone I, was. I was only 22 when he went off the air. So you would have been. No, I, I, the I fetus. Was, yeah. <laughs> possibly. Sorry. Sorry. Possibly. <laughs> but he like his stuff. He's a funny dude. And I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Just, I mean, he kind of invented that format. You know, like he didn't, I wouldn't say he invented it. I, I, cause see, there's probably talk shows forever. Well, there was late night, uh, uh variety the, the, shows. What's or the name of the guy who did the tonight show before Johnny Carson? I think it was Steve Allen, Oof. but, uh, Johnny Carson was the first guy who took the late night TV talk show to where it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember him leaving that show. I was in my early twenties and it, that was a big deal. I was a letterman guy given my age. Yeah. But uh, the reverence that letterman held for Carson. And in turn, that when Letterman left, all the other late night talk shows who just bowed down to the feet of David Letterman for yeah. what he did. Big deal. Uh, Mr. Rogers did. Uh, yeah, again, Mr. 1967. Rogers. That's before I'm alive. But yeah. he was around for years. Did you have a kid's show? Uh, I, I watched Mr. Rogers uh, when I was a kid. It was a lot of cartoons. I watched Sesame Street. I watched Miss. Um, uh, Sharon Lewis and Bram a lot. I okay. watched um, Barney. Not real, actually, not really. Barney was a little after me. Definitely Barney's Sesame a little Street. after you. Yeah, um, Muppet Show. Um, Have kids, man. You will reemerge into the world of kids shows. Yeah, I know. Like, but I it's... could sing every theme song from when my daughter's fifteen. So travel back thirteen years, and yeah. every kids' TV show is on the time. I can recite. Every word. See, it was so Max much. Max and Ruby, <laughs> Ruby and Max. Like, I got tons of them. Yeah, there's a, t- that's the thing is like, I, I just feel like at least in the past, like a lot of the kids shows at an adult, you can watch and appreciate, but like try watching Dora the Explorer now and get any sort of enjoyment out of it. Right. Yeah. You know, like I just, it's just so dumbed down and like, it's all cartoons and whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't mind Mr. Rogers, but his puppets always creep the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. just saying, just, just, you know. There, there's a really good documentary on Netflix called Won't You Be My Neighbor or something like that. Oh, I yeah? think it's brilliant and it's, it, I don't know. He's just obsessed with kids and not like in a bad way. Like he, he did it because what he, th- in his theory it's so beautiful, honestly. I've his, heard good things about this, yeah. So his whole thing is that like children's experiences are just as vivid and meaningful as adults' experiences, and nobody pays attention to child's experiences. Like they, at, at the time when when he was popular, uh, when he started, television was filled with garbage, essentially, and there was nothing there. Like there's no educational-based programming for children. He was a pioneer. So he was No like, doubt. Yeah, like so that he was there. He was on PBS, and his whole goal was to like, you know, prepare children by having discussions about uncomfortable things in a way that they could understand and, and like appreciate. figuring out their career by the age of five and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I doubt Mr. Rogers ever lectured kids on being a lawyer. No, 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 definitely not. Uh, more nostalgia slash TV stranger things. Are you into the show? 
Yeah, I really love Yeah, it's a great show. It's Season brilliant. three is back on July 4th. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you've watched the show, it's based in the 1980s. Guess what they're bringing back on Stranger Things and as a result is being brought back as a product that you can buy. Uh, is it cocaine? It, you're very close. It's the new that cocaine. Was big in the 80s, right? Yeah. No, um, it's a new Coke. Uh, oh, <laughs> no way. That's so Seriously. Funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the original spokesperson was Bill Cosby. I remember this well. Uh, it failed miserably. And uh, But New Coke is coming back on the show and Coca-Cola's official online store for a limited time and a limited supply will sell you cans of New Coke. Wow, I want to try it. The stuff in the red, white, and blue, it tasted like horse piss. We should order some. It was awful. I'm going to order some. If All I right. can get some, uh, do we? Are we going to drink it? Like I should, on the, we should. On the podcast I've, I've never, on ice, a refreshing glass of new Coke with Bill Cosby well, telling heard, us to catch the wave or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we can put lewds in it if you want to. If you want to do sure. the whole like Bill Cosby experience, a little pudding on the side sounds but, good to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> pudding on the side. Um, yeah, like I've never tried it, but like I've heard oh, it, was, it's it, awful. Was, it was just it was terrible. It was really sweet. I have always said I'm a conspiracy theory guy. And I mean, you know, some conspiracy theories involve, oh, I don't know, the moon landing and the Nazis and JFK. And, <laughs> uh, I, I would put New Coke up with the greatest conspiracy theories of all time. Mm. I say the Coca-Cola company, which was getting its ass whipped in the 1980s by Pepsi. Pepsi was kicking the crap out of Coke. Mm-hmm. They had they, the Michael Jackson as a spokesperson. Uh, it was the taste of a new generation. It was cool. And New Coke actually adopted uh, uh, Pepsi's colors. It was red, white, and blue. The can was red, white, and blue. Hmm. The, the red can, the white letters, and it was in, uh, surrounded by blue. Correct me if I'm wrong if you're listening. But it, it tasted like ass. And I am convinced that they, they did New Coke just to make people remember how much they liked old Coke. Mm. And Coca-Cola has never looked back. They no. have been the market leader in the cola industry ever since. Well, fr- from a marketing perspective, the fact that they rebranded to a color scheme similar to Pepsi to make something bad. It wasn't as a design scheme, but a color scheme. A color scheme. Yeah, that, they, yeah. that, they, that, they, that they shifted their branding to a color scheme that was like Pepsi and then made something bad is like a stroke of genius. If, if, if in fact that was the yeah. case, well, I, I've, I've not, heard, I feel like I've heard that before. I'm not saying um, that it was, but, but with the, with the, remember when they did the taste test challenge? Do you remember that? When they did the Pepsi versus the Coke, Pepsi which one test. do you like yeah, yeah, yeah. better? Yeah. So I, I actually read something years and years ago, but it still holds up. But, but that, so, so that's another brilliant marketing scheme and it works across the board. Like, like if you were to try, you could be, a, uh, you could swear by Coca-Cola but if you were to specifically do this taste test, you would always pick Pepsi. And the reason why you would always pick Pepsi, yeah, it's really interesting. The reason why you would always pick Pepsi is because Pepsi's actually got more sugar in it. So what happens is it's, so the people that enjoy Coca-Cola, they, they enjoy Coca-Cola because when they're drinking the entire drink. But if you're measuring up shot by shot, Pepsi will always win. Can you tell the difference between the taste of Pepsi and the uh, taste of yeah, Coca-Cola? Oh, yeah, I can. I, but, but uh, yeah, Can Pepsi's you tell the sweeter. difference between mayonnaise and McChicken sauce? Oh, um, no, no, uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Are they different? What's McChicken sauce? 
Uh, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I love McChicken sauce. McChicken sauce is the blood of Jesus. Oh. It is the most wonderful thing in the world. Sweet. Mayonnaise is good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's but definitely. McChicken sauce is McChicken sauce. And I have had this argument with people over decades that they all say, brother, it's mayonnaise. No, you're probably, no, there's no way. No, when I was a Y108, I, I, and a listener actually brought me in two McChicken sandwiches. He ordered one plain <laughs> and ordered one with McChicken sauce. And he brought home the plain one, slathered it on some oh, mayo. Brilliant. And then brought them both in, and I had one bite. One bite, and I'm like, no, that's mayonnaise. Yeah. That's, that's mayonnaise. And then, yeah. and that sandwich I think was you gone can buy that now. McChicken, McChicken sauce? sauce. Yeah, you can buy Big Mac sauce. You can buy McChicken sauce. Yeah, it was sauce. out for a little bit. Yeah. I bought most of it. <laughs> I actually took a bath in it, so it's, uh, yeah, that explains <laughs> nice. a lot, I suppose. Is there anything else we want to cover, buddy? Um. I mean, no, not really. I think I think we're good. We, you sure? we covered we covered thrones. We did pet peeves. Oh, go back. I want to go back to the pet peeves because I, I we didn't we didn't get um, the restaurant pet peeves that we didn't talk about. Oh, I was out. What do you got? Um, it was I think it was like our uh, six month anniversary with me, and my girlfriend. We went down to La, La Spaghetti. Yeah, you and oh, brilliant. Oh, I keep is that on Upper James? Yeah. My wife tells me that that is like the finest Italian food you'll ever have. It's, it doesn't. And yeah, it looks like a, a, a fry shop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's, <laughs> it, it's would, like a barely any storefront. It's yeah, tiny. It's yeah. this little green sign. Yeah, that just says La Spaghetti. Yeah. Okay, so you've been. So I mean, what's really cool about it? Your wife's right. The place is spectacular. Um, they would. So it's in like some shitty like 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 shopping plaza next to like an adult video store yeah man and uh but what what they black out all the curtains so it's when you go in there it doesn't you you're completely in a different world it's really cool then suddenly the godfather theme is playing and yeah marlon brando is yeah yeah, exactly enjoy yourself some spaghetti okay one of of my restaurant pet peeves is for one we we got a reservation we got a reservation for eight o'clock um, there were no tables. So they overbooked. We, I had to wait 40, oh. I had to wait 40 minutes for my reservation, but that's not, that's not the pet peeve. The pet peeve is the group of, uh, what I think there was three or four like middle aged to, I don't know, maybe, maybe like mid fifties ladies finish their food, doggy bags on the table. And they sat at their table and chatted for 25 minutes while, while me and my girlfriend and a line behind us were sitting there waiting for a table. I am very much with you on this. This is crazy. When you're done your meal, fuck off. Like, especially if there's a sorry line. Sorry to like, sound so blunt. When you're done your meal, enjoy your coffee, have your dessert, wrap things up, tip your server accordingly, and get out. Especially. Yeah. If there's nobody in the place, you're the only two people or four people or eight people or whatever, mm-hmm. enjoy your time. Yeah. If there's a lineup of people waiting, don't hang around for yeah. a half an hour. Get the hell out. Yeah. Get and, out. Yeah, it was crazy. But shout out to the last baguette. I, I know that I said that they took re- reservations and they didn't keep it, but we stayed there and they gave us a free dessert and they gave us a free like digestive liqueur, like a, like a, like a aperitif. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. 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 Which was like just on the house. So like, this is a, sorry for the wait. And I was like, oh, I knew this was Italian restaurant. Right. That's what they do. It's what it is, right? It's right. like, all, yeah, it was cool. I got to check this place out, oh, man. It's, it's I heard it is, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't, um, Amanda was explaining to me where it was. It was on Upper James near the link. And I, I never really looked into it further. I haven't been yet. Mm-hmm. But now that I work on Upper James, I'm driving by the other day and I'm looking over at, you know, the strip malls, traffic's moving kind of slow. And I'm like, oh, weed shop, <laughs> Herbal Life gas station. 
La Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it looks weird. like a little hole in the wall, but I've heard it's the best Italian in Hamilton. It's so good, yeah. All right, all right. All right. That's uh, that's all I got. That's all we got. Thanks again for listening, guys. Um, if- Comments on Facebook. Come on, give them to us. There's there's not much we uh, we won't talk about, and we love to get your ideas from you. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. At BSR Podcast on Facebook, Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. I am Chris Brown. I'm Ben McVie. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Take care. This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.